0: The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John
1: Sacco. Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Pile of Scrap. And today, I'm with Lizette Patterson. Hello. Lizette, welcome.
0: Thank you very much. I'm excited.
1: Well, it's this is a little different uh, version of Pile of Scrap because we've always focused with people within the recycling industry. And Lizette, you are the owner of Cazador Consulting, which is a staffing agency. Correct, we are. And, you know, our industry struggles with finding people. And I think this is a great podcast to have because people listen, you know, people struggle to find people. So, uh, welcome. It's great to have you. And uh, I love the name of your company, Cazador, in Spanish means...
0: Hunter. So you are
1: a hunter.
0: I'm a headhunter. That's what I am. And so I made sure I called my company that, Casador.
1: And you are the owner. Yes. You are an entrepreneur. Yes. So you are a lot like many of us in the recycling materials industry. You are a, you know, you're an owner. You're an entrepreneur. So you get where we're, we're at.
0: I really get where you're at. I started it myself. I'm 100% founding person for my company.
1: Don't you just love it? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. All right, so you know, we we hear this everywhere, and you see it everywhere. Help wanted, you know, every industry from the restaurant industry uh, to um, you know, to our industry, cycling industry, to the airline industry, everybody's struggling with finding you know employees. Yes, it's a big hurt. Right so now. tell us from a standpoint. It, you know, you're out there, you're in Central California, you work in Western uh, United States, you
0: tell us. So right. what's going on out there right now? What are, what's happening? What are you seeing? So, you know, my company is focused here in Bakersfield. This is where my company is at. And But I am seeing that we are struggling finding employees everywhere right now, especially within the Central Valley. It's really hard. You have so many employees that um, don't want to work because they don't know what's going to happen in the future with with the pandemic, people are still saying that when you call Are, their are we still
1: in a pandemic? We're mom? not.
0: We're not in a pandemic. No, no, no.
1: But I mean, are the, the employee mindset, mindset is still pandemic. Are we seeing people who want to work at home? Yes. And businesses aren't wanting that anymore?
0: Not anymore. They're realizing it's not working. Yet we got those people used to working from home. So that's a big problem. A very big problem.
1: Okay. So you, you concentrate blue collar and white collar. Correct. So let's, let's go to blue collar because the recycling industry has a need for people in the trades, welders, electricians. Uh, you have equipment operators and you have people who do actually manual labor with sorting of materials. Correct. So how is that market right now?
0: That's a very interesting market. Um, sorting materials, warehouse workers, we feel like those people tend to jump for the next dollar um that's what they do. Then you have the ones that are in between that are not wanting to leave. So it it's a harder market to get new employees from that market because people don't want to leave. But, okay. But then if you want a sorter I can find you a sorter tomorrow as long as you offer 10 cents more than the next company.
1: So it's just all about the money.
0: In that level, yes.
1: Okay. Now let's stay on the blue collar guy for a second. Okay. And you know, they're always chasing, and I understand it, and I have a lot of respect. Man, these people work their butts off. Everybody's, you know, even white-collar people work their butts off. Yes. But the, the, the blue-collar guys, you know, that, that manual labor. You know, in my plant in Jessup, I have se- uh, seven women working on the factory floor. And here in Bakersfield, I don't have that. They don't apply. No. Are we seeing that? What are we seeing with, with because I think, you know, in southern Georgia, women are willing to work in in factories and manual labor but i'm not finding it here why is that and what's the trend
0: i think there's a lot of different reasons why but bakersfield we do have a lot of agriculture in agriculture you can go work for three months period of time and then you can become a mom again you could become a stay-at-home wife if that's what you want to do you go make the money for a short amount of time and then you have time off if you go work for a manufacturing plant you have to work every day of the year well, well, yeah. Monday you have to Friday yeah, yeah you, or they're Saturday. Yeah. It's not a temporary job. Right. And they're more comfortable what we've seen with those project positions.
1: But are we seeing more women enter that space now or not?
0: Yes, we are. We are seeing more women enter the space. They're realizing that it's okay. It's okay to want to work in, in maintenance. It's okay to want to be a sorter to work in a warehouse.
1: Yeah. You know, a friend of mine down in, in Southern California, um, uh, well, no, actually, that's not right. It's in Texas. They run a big MRF, um, a Materials Recovery Facility, and the whole first shift is 100% female. The managers, all the sorters, all the supervisors, it's all its all female.
0: I have a warehouse I work with here in Bakersfield, and it's an IT warehouse. And my best the best group I ever had was 90% female.
1: All right, so how do we attract... You know, with, with, with the, the, you know, it's hard to find people. Okay. And, we're, and we want to track. We're going to stick on blue collar before we go to the white. Okay. Color. How do we attract the whole bucket of employees, the, the men and women, young, for that matter, you know, 60 isn't old anymore. 65 nope. isn't old anymore. How do we get out there and attract that kind of people? How, how do we do that?
0: It has to be culture. It has to be also ability to offer bonuses.
1: Okay, so, bonuses. Exactly. What kind of bonuses?
0: So a lot of the farm labor companies give their, their employees raffle TVs. They bring them breakfast. Those are bonuses, gift cards. Okay,
1: so bonuses not in the sense of, of a, a check, but bonuses being in benefits that are monetary in the sense that if you got a gift card, be it $100... Still, a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars. And if you have, uh, okay, that's that's really interesting. And and do you see more companies adapting to that, or do you still see resistance from companies going to that?
0: I'm seeing a lot more companies adapt to it. Think about a blue collar worker who has to do their taxes, right? And they're t- t- getting money taken away from their taxes. So then you're offering them a bonus incentives that, on their paycheck that they're going to have to pay. They're they're going to have to report that. Right a lot of companies are realizing like they, they rather get a gift card. They rather get breakfast.
1: You know, we do at Sierra. We, um, uh, we have, uh, gift cards we give for, uh, Memorial day, 4th of July, uh, labor day, uh, most likely Thanksgiving. Uh, we have a big Christmas raffle. We have so much fun at Christmas and, uh, uh you know, the business has been well, been, been good. So We've, we've really upped our game with the prize. Everybody's going to win something. Nobody goes home empty-handed. So, you know, we've done that. And we've also based some of those gift cards on safety. If a particular area, because we have so many different areas, that if you have an incident, you may not get your, that bone. I mean, and it makes everybody think, too, you know, safety's been. We'll get into safety a little yes, later. Yes, But, uh uh, that's interesting. So Boston, what else are you seeing into retaining in retaining and the attraction of the blue collar, uh, employee
0: really identifying the right leaders for the team, for that team, being able to identify with the employee, being able to have compassion for the employee instead of treating that employee. Like it's just another number so it's somebody who's doing a job, they're actually a human and they have different personalities and they have different needs and wants and identifying the right leaders for them.
1: Okay. So identifying that so businesses like say we businesses are adapting where are you finding where businesses are not adapting what what are you seeing out there that's preventing people from attracting and retaining what 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 kind of culture what are they doing what are they failing to see
0: where you walk in and the manager doesn't know the names of the people on the line where uh, the you walk in and the the building is just unorganized you know it it doesn't look safe those kind of industries we've done it we've done it this way a lot what i hear is like this is the way we've done it for 30 years this is the way we've done it for 10 years well times are changing
1: right yep times have changed and it's we're in a new world
0: coming up with the times and doing those things that people want to see people want to do have a tv in their lunch area for them let them watch their their tv during lunch
1: there's an idea. I don't know if we have a TV in our lunch area, but uh, we have a nice, we have a great break room. Yeah. Um, all right.
0: I'll, so break room, good, thinking, break room is really good for someone who likes to talk. What about the introvert who just wants to have alone time? They step away and they go to their car, Well, what if you have a TV and they could just sit down and watch TV and they're still having refrigerator talk because they're still listening to what's going on. That's interesting.
1: That's a great idea. So when you talk to the people who you, you know, do consulting with are you explaining all this to them are you telling them look you're gonna have to change or this, i it. do
0: i have created a culture where i speak to my clients how do they take that some of them don't like it and that's okay we're not everybody's cup of tea all the time but it's my job to make sure i help them i'm a partner to you i'm not just a vendor that right. you're bringing in i am a partner i want you to be successful the more successful you are the more successful i am
1: true Right, well, no, it it works both ways. No, saying, All right, let's talk about white collar. Okay. Again, um, our industry, the recycling materials industry isn't exactly sexy. Okay? Oh, no, it's it's not. not tech. And you said something to me, you said something to me at breakfast this morning about what people think recycling is. Tell us about
0: that. So, when I think of recycling, a lot of people think of recycling, you think of the blue bin. You think of the, uh, the, the cardboard, the cans. And if you're someone like me who likes things very organized, you're thinking of the smells. You know, you're, th- that's what you think it is, dirty, um, heavy, well, messy.
1: Okay. But dirty. Let's talk about let's Let's stick on it. Dirty. Look, some jobs, look, if you're going to be a mechanic, there's dirt involved. Yes. There's oil, grease involved. Even if you work in the fields, as in the agricultural community, there's dirt mm-hmm. if you work in the oil fields yes you know our industry has a little bit of that grit to it
0: when you think about oil fields though are those are you thinking of the trash can when we hear we were raised in a generation where you have to get the the can of soda beer you crush it you put it in a can you have two trash cans right and you sometimes you have to dig into the blue, brown trash can to put the things into the blue trash can. They don't understand that recycling is so much bigger. Recycling me, makes the world go round, really.
1: Well, you know, you you've, you and I have talked plenty, and you know what, what we do and understand. You know, 96% of all recycling isn't that blue bin. Exactly. And so, like I said, we, we have needs for equipment operators and, you know, some very big equipment and it's very sophisticated uh, uh Equipment that we use, and you know, we, our industry needs engineers, it needs welders, it needs electricians, and we need upper management, we need, you know, uh, CFOs, we need a lot of white collar, blue collar people. So, let let you, you said something to me. Okay, so first, it's an image issue.
0: Yes, first impression. I'm, I'm
1: working on our image. You know that by you follow my yes my, my posting. So l- let's talk about what people fail to do or businesses need to change when somebody walks in that door or meet goes meets for that interview. What, what, what did you say that people get turned off to right away?
0: Um, the, the facility is not organized. The facility is not nice. It's not welcoming. You're a director of first impressions, which is the person in the front desk. is not welcoming. Those things turn people off immediately, especially not being organized. When you walk into an office and you're being interviewed, your, your first impression is sitting down in that in front of that person You know, you want to have organization in that office. It's just like a person. When you see me walk in, if you would have met me and I was wearing frumpy yoga pants and a (laughs) t-shirt, you wouldn't believe that I was some executive woman that owned her own company. That's true. It's the same thing with the company.
1: Well, they say don't judge a book by a cover, but the fact is people are doing it all the time. You do. So you're saying that when we go to interview employees, be it blue-collar and be it white-collar, and even the blue collar, when they walk in for that interview, if they're walking into a sloppy office, a dirty office, and it's a mess and it doesn't look welcoming, they immediately don't think they're going to be welcomed in that position. Is that right?
0: That's right. And then they immediately think, how much work am I going to have to put in to organize this?
1: So already, work already looks like a lot of work. Yes. And not the kind of work they were hoping to get. Exactly. That's interesting. All right. So let's, let's, let's shift over to wages now. Okay. We've seen in the last year and a half with inflation and, and with what have you, we've seen big wage inflation. Mm-hmm. Where are we in the marketplace now? What are you seeing? You know, we have this looming recession. Half the politicians in the world say we're not in one. Half say we are, but stock market's telling us we're not going gangbusters right now. What's going on out there in the wage world?
0: think we started overpaying. I think we were, it was hard to find people. We started offering them too much money. And now companies are realizing, wow, we are just too heavy on the, our wages. Well, now you've already got a generation of people that are used to those high wages. So now we're having to cut back and explain to people, well, no, $17 an hour is not the wage for the position that you have. It's actually $15. Fifty, so I am seeing that companies are starting to cut back again. But now you create the problem of people are like, "But you used to pay seventeen for that job," and we're having to explain that.
1: Okay, you're having to explain it, but that's real in the marketplace right now. Yes. Okay, so so you're seeing. How about it? Uh, the that's blue collar. Now let's talk white collar. How about white collar wages? Same thing. Now I know, um, you know, the big tech companies: Amazon, Google, Microsoft. Didn't, you know those are the big ones they gobbled up people at ridiculous prices yes oracle oracle's laying off thousands and thousands of people yes so it's basically they gobbled up all this talent overpaid for it is it because they just wanted to gobble up everybody hire five to keep one what was their theory? Or did they think they really needed it?
0: They th- I think they think they needed it. I think they, th- they knew that they needed to headhunt people from positions they already had. And the easiest way to do that is by dangling a very humongous carrot right in front of them that was $20,000, $40,000 more than what the average pay is.
1: So now you're seeing these layoffs. Yes. Now is – so industries like ours – is it opportunity to go find people again, do you think? Do you think the job market shifts from where it was to a lot of these industries like the restaurant industry, the hotel industry, the service industries that have been struggling to find people? Do they get gobbled up? Or do you think you are seeing a slowdown as a whole and those unemployment are going to stay unemployed?
0: I'm seeing a slowdown as a whole okay. with positions within white collar that are below 55000 a year. Okay. I am seeing a large influx of positions for people of my color that are more executive. I have about 32 direct hire orders right now for cost accountants, directors of finance, CFOs. That, there's a lot of those positions that are open right now.
1: You know, it's interesting because we talked about education. You, you made a comment this morning that you don't have to have a degree in college to get a good paying job. No. Nope. But yet... You just start accounting. You know, you got to be educated there. You can't just hire somebody who's a CFO who doesn't know accounting. No, nope. they got to have so it. So it's kind of an odd deal. You have to. There are some positions that have to have education behind yes. it.
0: Yes, there's a lot of positions that have to have education or many many years of experience. I know of CFOs that have been supported by very strong CPAs that they don't have to have a, a CPA license that they don't, right. have, they just have to have the year's experience, but those are hard to find. And you have to have a lot of grit and uh, you have to, you're kind of an uphill battle for that type of position.
1: So let's go back real quick to the trade business, to the blue collar of the trades, the welders, the electricians, what's going on in that sector real quick? Because uh, I mean, you know, we need those people, our is in, in, in desperate need of the, the mechanic uh who, who's versatile on equipment who can handle diesels from into hydraulics to the welder you know welding's an art in my opinion and we need that and people who understand electrical how to wire like in our factory in Georgia how to wire machines and how to you know take it from an electrical panel to from the motor to all the different components of the machine
0: Really quick, I think the people that were born before the 80s, we got brought up by parents that were hard workers. And these kind of positions were something you just did. And then our parents are like, you want to have an education. So then you have a gap. The schools stopped pushing these trade schools. Machine shop class was eliminated from my high school. I graduated in 2000. Well, machine shop helped you find the welders, helped you find the mechanics the shop fabricators. So I think what happened is that we're realizing that our schools need to teach our students that there's trades out there that they can do so we can start having these students want to work in a trade.
1: Are you seeing more trade schools pop up?
0: Yes, I am seeing more public schools create ROCs, CTECs, where there's more trades introduced to students at a very young age.
1: And are students taking advantage of that? Are you seeing the students going, yeah, I don't or you know or is it everybody wants to be in tech and uh, you, yeah. they don't care
0: No there there's many students who want to do it actually um Ctech and ROC had sign ups and they couldn't accept all the students because they filled up so quickly so they are trying to see how they can expand those programs for those students that want to be in trades
1: all right, Well, let's talk about something now okay in our Sierra here in Bakersfield we work in the oil fields So the companies we work for demand that we have a drug testing program in random, pre-screening, and many states now have legalized marijuana. Yes. I can't hire that person.
0: No, they're a liability.
1: What, what, for what I do, because we have a very safety-sensitive industry and also where we work. How is that affecting the hiring world right now? And Are you seeing companies no longer test for it? Are you seeing companies that... Or turning a blind eye to it? What do you see out there?
0: No longer tests or turning a blind eye to it. Is that right? Yes, because they're needing to hire people. It's legal. It's legal to smoke weed. But aren't... So are you going to give someone an alcohol test every morning? No. No, we're not. So that... And it's difficult because I agree with you. I don't think we should have this drug test being turned... You you don't want to turn a blind eye on them. But when there's so many people out there doing it, it's really difficult to find. And then that's why you, hear, you hire a staffing agency, any staffing agency that vets your employees correctly.
1: So when you vet people, are you already screening them? Are you drug, are they putting through drug screening? Because we still have to do that regardless if you're doing it.
0: We have to put the drug screens, the background checks. Not only that, we're, we have the time to go through social media. We have the time to do reference checking. Where we ask questions that we are given vague answers to, but we put everything together. You know, if it's like doing a private investigation on a person. Okay, social media. How long does it
1: take to vet somebody?
0: About two three hours a day per person.
1: And 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 you're diving into their social media posts. Yes. You're diving into what about their okay background checks? Mm-hmm. Now okay social media is one aspect but background checks i mean as an employer i have to be careful i don't hire somebody who's been convicted of assault and um you know or you know assault with a deadly weapon or something like that because if i hire that person and they do that here i'm liable for that yes yet Everybody wants you to hire that criminal. And, and I, I'm trying to find the balance. What, how do you reconcile that? How do, what, what, what goes on there?
0: I think what you need to really do is hire a staffing agency that does do their vetting correctly. Because this is what happens. This is our employer. We become joint employers, right? Okay. And I could be having a conversation with you outside of work. And you just told me that so-and-so got arrested five, six years ago. Well, if they applied for my company, I'm not going to interview them.
1: See, that's where I, I'm What's the law? Are, are we, we're not supposed to be able to say we're not hiring people if they have these... these
0: there are these, certain jobs that you can, though, depending on what you have to do. And if you have a certain rule within your company, there are certain jobs that you can, enter, that you can say, unfortunately, because of the nature of my business, I cannot hire you.
1: Okay. Well, it, it, it seems to be that gray area that... It's a uh, very
0: gray area. It's and we a struggle there. Because so it's our job to check references it's our job to have conversations with our client and our candidate to okay. see what is the best fit for them and we will only send you resumes for candidates that we feel are best fit for your company
1: Can okay, we talk about um, a breakfast you know going over some things we talked a little bit about safety and the practical application and the safe what is real safety versus what's being sold as safety. You had an interesting take on Why don't you tell us
0: about that? <laughs> so safety. Safety is really important. Somebody gets hurt in your company. I don't care if you use a vendor or somebody else is coming in and staffing for you. You are joint employers. A lot of companies go and hire safety professionals to work within their company that really don't have everything or all the knowledge or have not been out in the real world seeing the real issues because they're behind a truck, uh, because they took some classes and they understand it. When you hire an outside vendor that specializes in your industry and in the type of safety you need, you are more protected. They understand workers' comp. They understand what happens. That's really important because safety is number one reason why a lot of companies go down.
1: Well, it, it, it's look. When I was chairman of uh, our trade association in 2011, 2012, our industry was the fourth deadliest industry. Uh, we've made tremendous strides because safety has been on the forefront of all the chairmen's after me and, and our trade associations. We're we're not even in the top ten anymore. We've done that good of a job, uh, you know, really educating. So you, so w- we think here that safety if you haven't worked in our industry how do you know how to make it a safe industry so you kind of like have to do it organically because you know outside people not too many people know what we do so what's your thoughts
0: on that Uh, My thoughts on that is an industry like yours, you do need to have somebody who works specifically from you that you've trained along the way. But if you bring in a staffing agency or a temp agency, you really need to vet their safety professionals to make sure that they know exactly what they're doing.
1: All right. So let's talk about modern companies now. Uh, Companies that have over or not modern companies. Bad, bad choice. Uh, Companies with over 100 employees because that's up there now. They need HR departments. Yes. They need safety departments. Yes. And what else are, are, do they need in, as well, and 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 to and and for the whole you know besides you know whether they need engineering or kind that's not my point but what other things are you that you would recommend companies to look at in their you know when they've reached a certain level that they need to have on. On hand all the time?
0: I think on hand all the time, over 100, definitely. You just say HR, but I think you also need to have like a counseling department. Like nowadays, anxiety is a big word. Oh my goodness. Right? <laughs> okay. It's a big word and, and it does happen. So having within your organization someone that they can go speak to is really important. And
1: that's fascinating.
0: I'm, I'm starting to see. The ability for companies to allow their workers to bring in a, a, a support dog, an a animal, I think those are things that are starting to be needed. So then you have to have a special department that will take care of that to make sure that you're following all the laws and regulations. But it's needed. If you have over 100 employees, are that generation got raised around the word anxiety. Most of them were born after
1: 9-11. Okay.
0: So if they're born after 9-11, they were, born, they were raised in a society of fear. So anxiety is a big deal. Fear to them is anxiety. The inability to just pass the test turns into anxiety. And you have that within your organization. So I've, I truly believe that that is something that companies need to start looking at and hiring those, those professionals that can come in and work with their employees and offer them that.
1: See, I think that's a tremendous insight. I never thought of that. Uh, I know a lot of bigger companies most likely have, but see that's, you know, as companies grow from 50, 60, 80, then all of a sudden you're over that hundred, you know, growth can happen. And in during that growth, you miss some of these things. That's a, that's a great insight. All right. I'm going to talk uh, about trucking. Okay. It seems that to become a driver and to pass your DOT examination is almost impossible with they think, oh, you might have sleep apnea, and then you have to do this. And the, the cost of, to these people, what's going on out there and is there any relief coming, or is it just getting worse?
0: I feel it's just getting worse. I really feel bad for my clients that are in the trucking industry. To find, good, uh, to find truck drivers nowadays, it's really difficult, because getting their licenses that they need has become so difficult.
1: Experienced drivers versus young drivers. Now, nobody wants to hire the young driver because they don't have the experience. But every experienced driver started off as a young. So what, what, what do you see out there? How are people bringing up the youth to, to make them experienced even though they're young?
0: They are actually, I have a company I work with that they're bringing in young unexperienced drivers, and they're allowing them to do routes within the communi- within a sh- short radius okay. in order for them to gain that experience to be able to do those long hauls that they're needing them to do.
1: Are they doing a lot of drive-alongs too, or ride-alongs, I mean? Yes,
0: a lot of ride-alongs. You're having two people go out at the same time because they, they have to start somewhere. And if they're able to get the licenses that they need and pass everything, the drug screens... It's important to just start teaching them young. Teach, teach them, get them in the car next to an experienced driver.
1: Well, that's that. How yeah, many trucking companies? What are they? What are what are they having? We say they're hard to find. What's hard to find though? I mean, beside the person, what are they? What is it? Because they can't pass the tests. Uh, the you know the the, the the sleep apnea test or what, what? What's the hardest thing to find? Somebody wants to drive or what? What is it?
0: The person with the that can't pass the test. <laughs> That drug screen.
1: Back to that again, huh? Back
0: to the drug screen. It's very difficult to find people to pass a test, but do you really want someone who can pass a drug screen hauling our materials? Oh, well, of course not. But it's difficult. But then, but then what do we do? It's a really hard subject. What do you do? And as an employer, because these are my employees. Right. I am, I'm produ- producing these employees for you, but they're my employees. Do we really want that risk? Do oh, you want that risk? No,
1: no, but, you would but, never have it.
0: So what do we do? Not normalize smoking weed all the time? You get more into those kind of issues.
1: Well, you know, if your career path, maybe it's the education younger that if you have career paths in certain industries that are safety sensitive, trucking is one of them, you know, you're, you're going to have to be clean.
0: Yeah. You have to be clean. And I'll tell you something I've learned when people do C- THC, okay, um, it relaxes them, right? Right. As an entrepreneur who hires people who want to be entrepreneurs, do I really want somebody who's relaxed all the time?
1: <laughs> There's no such thing as relaxing when you're an entrepreneur.
0: No, you can't. So, if, so now you get the younger generation that are looking, listening to all these influencers. I guarantee you more than half of the influencers who are very successful, long-term successful influencers are not doing those kind of things because they are driven. They need to be fast. They need to be awake all the time. They need to understand what's going on. They don't have time to shut down.
1: Right. So they 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 need to
0: listen to our John Maxwells again. They need to listen to Tony Robbins. They need to listen to these influencers instead of the social media influencers that are going to be only influenced for a short amount of time. Then their money runs out.
1: There seems to be a lot of issues in, 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 in the workforce and, you know, the influences, like you were talking about social medias and what they see, who, who people think are their mentors. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of bad messages or signals out there. And uh, maybe people need to hear it a lot. You know, you, people are told they you know, don't do drugs, but it's legal. Don't smoke marijuana. It's legal. And that's a mixed message. But if they have a career path that they're liking that's outside the classroom that is in the trades, they've got to understand if you do that, you can't work in these particular trades because you're not going to get hired because they zero tolerance. So maybe that that's where the education needs to shift is you're going to have to make choices. And if you choose... To participate in the legalization and and that area, well, you've eliminated this type of work for you. And some people may have aspired to work in a lot of those industries that are zero tolerant. So I think maybe that's where education starts now.
0: I'm very young from the age of kindergarten. (laughs) You have Instagram influencers that they're watching all the time. They're drinking and they're doing drugs. That's what happens and to them you see someone who's successful that way who's doing those things why wouldn't you not think that you can be successful and do them
1: a lot of challenges out there Yes, yeah, well listen <laughs> i'm gonna well, let, 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 let's finish up here and of all the discussions we've had this morning which are quite insightful thank you so much what else did we not touch that you think it's important for uh employers who are looking to hire talent? What, what did we miss in this discussion? I
0: think employers need to focus on soft skills and culture. It's no longer the, this is the way we do things. Things have changed and you have to make sure that you identify your culture of your company, understand your mission, understand your vision, and all your employees need to understand that because that's the way you're going to get good employees. People who believe in your vision and your mission, not people who are just want the next dollar. Because if you're hiring for the next dollar, they're going to leave you in five years.
1: Right. And they're going to leave you sooner. Soon.
0: They're going to leave you sooner. But if they're executive people, they'll try to leave five years. Stay five years for their resume. Look at a resume. People who stay five years, five years, five years are just looking for the next jump.
1: Well, I see the two year, two year, two year. And I'm like,
0: yeah, you're done. You're, you're, you're done. Focus on the mission of your company and what you want to do and be community minded. Because without your community, you have nothing. And we forget that. And we start just thinking of the dollars and said, what can we do for our community? Because our employees, if they know that we're giving back to our employee, our our community, they're gonna stay. Because they wanna be part of that.
1: That's great insight. Lizette, thank you so much for coming on this. This is a little different pile of scrap, yes. people, but I think this is great because our industry is struggling with people and finding people and i think if they could take some of these tidbits from this podcast and apply it to their business they might find more success in hiring and and that more that will lead to more and more and more to improvement because i think people need to see what's going on need to hear this because everybody wants to improve and if you don't want to improve well you're going to just you're going to get eaten up in the in the future and and you know we want to be progressive here at sierra we want to really see what it is we can do to to make a, sierra an attractive place to come work and i think some of your insights really you know i know we're doing a lot of what you said but i like what you you have said I, it's given to me personally some great insights that i get to go back and talk to my people about and i appreciate that and last word to you
0: Well, I really appreciate this time with you. I love listening to your podcast. I've learned a lot about the industry recently in the past month. I've been cramming all these podcasts. And you are the funniest person I've ever met on a podcast. Everybody needs to listen to you. It's really good. Thank you Uh, so much. I appreciate it.
1: Lizette, thank you. And that's it for another episode of Pile of Scrap. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.